This is CliffCentral.com. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour. With myself, Brent Lindeke, the good news guy. You guys are tuned in live on www.cliffcentral.com as well as Facebook Live. I've got you in all on Facebook Live, people busy watching and tuning in. What's happening uh, to the live video? Today's quite an important show. Um, Cliff, Cliff Central, I get to host my show every Tuesdays on Cliff Central at 10 a.m. And it's all about the good stuff and good news and sort of giving you guys uh, something different to talk about when you're at the dinner table or when you're around the water cooler at work, um, there's a lot of good news stories happening in, the, in South Africa and the world right now. And we bring them to you. We're the only good news charting show in South Africa. And uh, generally, I've got my co-host, Kerry, who's on the show with me. But she's got man flu today. So she stayed at home. She's getting better. Um, and we, we wish her all the best. Instead, I've got the Huddle Up Girls who come in once a month. Say hi, girls. You're on Facebook Live and on Cliff Central as well. Good you... morning. Good morning. <laughs> and Unison there. We've got Paige and Kirst that are going to be co-hosting the show with me. We're going to be bringing you a whole bunch of good news and good news stories. Today is also quite an important show. Um, and it's one that uh, that was supposed to be coming for a while. But Mark and I just... We couldn't get the timings right. Either I was away or he was busy. There was a couple of things that happened in between. Mark Krubler is a man who started an empowerment program for his friend Alice, who was abducted outside her home by two men uh, who raped, stabbed, and disemboweled her, finally slashing her throat to try and make sure she was dead. She survived. And um, and she's written a book. This happened in December 1994. And Mark has since then done a program called Woman Empowered where he teaches women to empower themselves and to just um, take back uh, their authority and, and, and have the power to defend themselves. I've done one of the classes. It's pretty damn epic. We're going to be giving you tips and, and sort of talk about what it is that he does today uh, a little bit later on in the show. But first, the girls and I are going to be catching up with what they've been up to because uh, they're always doing good. I call... Huddle up a dating site for charities. And I don't mean that in like a Tinder swap left, swap, swap left, swap right way. Um, literally they find the, the, the different institutions and people that need help and they marry them with the corporates. Uh, and those are the Huddle Up girls that are in studio with us over there. I'm going to end the Facebook live. If you guys want to catch up on the show, visit www.cliffcentral.com uh, to get the full show. And for the rest of you that are already tuned in, welcome. It's great to have you here. If you want to get involved with the conversation, you can tune in uh, on Twitter, get hold of us at cliffcentral.com or myself, Brent Lindicue, or you can give us a call on 0861 Triple five one eight nine, or even WhatsApp us. It's that simple. You can pop us a message on WhatsApp on oh seven nine seven four eight twenty ninety. How have things been going with you two? Wow, sure, it's great. Been a whirlwind, but very positive. Yeah, because you're busy, right? Yeah. Very busy. Yeah. What's what's sort of going on on your side? Well, I mean, firstly, it's Mandela Month, so we're incredibly busy um, planning all the various various different Mandela Day activities. Um, some teams will be doing stuff on Mandela Day, and then there will also be some teams doing stuff on the following Saturday as well. Because, I, I mean, I say this often, it should be, every day should be Mandela Day, right? Mm, this is South correct. Africa, and that's the way you girls live, is every day is Mandela yes. Day. You're doing a million different things at once. <laughs> what sort of projects are you busy with at the moment? 
Um, at the moment, just while we're talking about uh, Mandela Day, one of them is um, quite a continuous project. It's with Ablan Construction. Um, they're renovating a school called Hawk Academy, um, which is a school in Germiston. And um, we have we actually spoke about them the one day when you phoned us while we were on site. And um, these guys have really put an initiative to make sure that there are classrooms built and that there's proper um, toilets that are going to be um, running there at the school. There's doors on the toilets. There's going to be psychological assistance with some of the kids who are vulnerable. And um, it's about really going that extra mile. It's about making, obviously, taking employees and, and using corporate financing to really uh, go the extra mile and to, to try and create uh, sustainable and strategic strategies. Um, that we can implement that have a long-lasting value for, for the communities that, that we engage with. And, mm-hmm. and just for some of our listeners that are maybe tuning in for the first time and they don't really know about Huddle Up, how did it happen? Because you girls are, are, are young um, and you're, you're really, you care about South Africa and you care about the people in South Africa. Um, why aren't you in a corporate job? How did this all happen? Well, we started out in corporates, um, and uh, the thing is, Kirsten and I started out as a volunteer group. We were going to an orphanage in Orange Farm every second weekend, and, you know, I think when you're faced with, when you're seeing certain scenarios, you can't just, uh, you know, kind of think that sporadic aid is going to be enough, or just, um, mm. you know, helping with a couple of social media drives on non-perishable foods or blankets. We really saw that there was a great opportunity and a greater need where we can um, call to action on corporates who are needing to spend um, or who are wanting to spend on uh, philanthropy and about being able to then go into communities and see what they need instead of us blindly spending and assuming what people are actually needing. So it's about going and then having the conversation and knowledge from the community and then being able to represent that in a way that we can then go to corporates and engage with them and say, these are the innovative solutions that we've discovered that would work here and can we have your support? And how long have you been doing this for? Three years. Yeah, it's been yeah, three years. Wow. Yeah, absolutely loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I met you. I remember, um, the whole, the whole thing that I did. Uh, King Pie at the time <laughs> gave me, uh, gave me yes. 10,000 pies to give away. <laughs> they were like, we have these pies. We, we have our CSI projects that we're continuously busy with, but, um, we see what you do and, and we want to give you 10,000 pies. To give away. And I was <laughs> like, so man, <laughs> that's, that's super cool. Um, where the hell do you give 10,000 pies to? So, <laughs> so they gave me all the pies and, and I didn't know. I mean, I don't work in, in the FMCG or in that food sort of side. And, um, they, they could only be transported, uh, with a cold truck mm-hmm. because they were frozen and you can't break the cold chain. And so I had to, to tweet and to Facebook and ask people, uh, for a, a truck to transport 10,000 pies. And it was quite crazy because they're, competition mm. which is um taste holdings they they called me and they oh. were like we have a track for you Amazing. like we have a track for you and at the time it was really um it was quite crazy because there was a thing happening internationally between McDonald's and Burger King where where one of the chains had sort of publicly emailed or publicly put into the open space that they would like to work with the other chain. They were like, um, peace day is coming up and we want to make a McDonald's Burger King burger <laughs> that will sell and all the money will go to charity. Wonderful. And whoever, whoever had written it from one side to the other side, the other side, and I can't remember the, the sort of semantics mm. around it, but the other side said, no, we can't do it. Like, mm. cause we don't want to partner with you. You are competition. And, and basically 
in not so many words, but we don't care about peace day and we don't care about being peaceful with you. We think your campaign sucks, <laughs> which is quite terrible. Shocking. So, so the whole world was like, wow, just their brands. Mm, what's the problem? Exactly. Um, the, the brand that initiated it then went to other burger chains who all made the burger and they kicked the other one out, which is really cool. But this was happening at the, t- the same time mm. in South Africa. And what I, what I just loved about the whole concept mm. is that both taste and king pie, it, did, it mm. didn't even, they didn't even mm. think about it yeah. for a second. Yeah. They didn't go, Oh, you're my competition. I can't help. They were like, the end goal is to do good. Exactly. Here's the pies. Here's a truck. You go, boy. Yeah. You go and do your good. <laughs> exactly. And, and then, then I put up on my social media. I was like, geez, I have these 10,000 pies. Where do they go? And someone connected me with you. Yes. yes. Um, and so you didn't get all the pies because I, I also don't know what you do <laughs> with, with 10,000 <laughs> 10, pies, but, uh, we chose, chose it was like three or four different beneficiaries beneficiaries. and and the one was really really crazy cool um the one was a a high school in pretoria where some of the mothers um had started a feeding scheme for the kids who uh didn't have enough money in the school so they go to a model c school there's no problem there they they like fit in and no one knows that they're battling at home um and they get these tickets that that they sort of hard but they get to the tuck shop and they the food is packaged them. exactly oh, the same no, as everybody else so and they get special. free food every day so we gave some pies to them mm-hmm. we went to a children's home in benoni where we gave pies mm-hmm. to as well and that was cool because we got to to play with all the kids and sort of have a good time and then we came to you guys yes. and where were you working at the time you were working with someone on a farm that yes. I came to where a, a sheep, sheep attacked sheep me. Attacking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Was> attacking <laughs> I got attacked by a sheep. I don't think Raw there's many, there, there's not many people in the world that can say they've been attacked by a sheep. Um, and it, it wasn't a vicious attack. He, <laughs> she or he was just like headbutting you. She was so like, give me whatever you want. She wanted something. Yeah. <laughs> so what, yeah. what was that farm? Itumaling Empowerment Project. Mm. Yeah. So there was a lady that attacked, there was a whole bunch of, um, shameless, very vulnerable children in Mohali City, actually on, um, some of the old, um, mine shafts, um, uh, informal settlements. And, and in terms of just the, the entire lifestyle of the children was just too much. She couldn't, um, bear it. So she converted her whole entire farm for all these nine boys to come live there and, uh, experience what it is with the, the caretaker who's been looking after them for, um, so many years and, until her mother actually was looking after the children first and she passed away. So the daughter took over yeah. and, uh, they provided at there with Rieta they um, all got a second chance in life and just a great opportunity to just kind of live freely. I mean, there was just so many incidences of these children just being taken advantage of. It was just great for them to be. In a very, yeah, secure area. Secure Lo- area. Loved and looked Loved. after. Yeah. And do you, I mean, that was three years ago. Do yeah. you still keep in contact with them? And Yeah, here and there. You know, we do actually. Um, but you know what? A, a lot of the things that Kirsten and I have gotten to uh, is growing and meeting so many great people and then having that as part of the journey and then us taking that and learning for uh, learning about ourselves and where we want to take Huddle Up and realizing a lot of it is... Uh, We've, yeah, we've now get ourselves towards more sustainable solutions that can, um, help situations, um, like vulnerable orphanages like that, where we can actually have, um, initiatives in place where, um, young ma- uh, females or males can go and uh, do agricultural development or agro-food processing and make a business out of it or being able to, um, you know, develop their skills. We've definitely seen that, um, we've had to apply ourselves differently to make sure that whatever we, whatever time we do spend with any beneficiary, that it's long last, lasting, mm-hmm. long after we've, uh, we've left, you know. Must be impactful. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's the biggest thing in, yeah. in any situation. And it's something that I think South Africa, 
is as learned in the last couple of months mm. or the last couple of years is whatever we're doing right now needs to be sustain- sustainable. Yeah. Uh, you can't be, be just a drop in the ocean and going to paint an orphanage wall yeah. and walk away. Yeah. Um, we have, out of all the countries in the world, our continent has got a huge amount of poor people. Yeah, massive um, Completely. And, and we, if we have the ability or we have the knowledge or we have the power to change that, then that is what we should be doing. Mm. And we do. And we do. Well, and we do. Thing. We do have it. So, I mean, we were going to discuss this and I told you before, before we went on air, uh, Paige, cause I only see the girls once a month. Whenever we see each other, it's like a big catch up. And I had to stop them when I got into the studio. I was like, I don't want to tell you anything about the Put Foot Rally or the Put Foot Foundation because I wanted to be real and I wanted to be a conversation that we're having on air. Um, so I got, I got the opportunity. So this is how it all worked. My life is like, um, just a fairy tale. Things just, every day is a Friday and, and things, and it's like a box of chocolates. Everything's just always happening. And um, Mike Sharman from Retroviral, he's part of the Put Foot Foundation, Put Foot Rally. He went on it the first year. And the second year, they've been in, they've been in the running now for seven years. The second year they did the Put Foot Rally, they decided that, that, that they were going to give back along the route. So for those of you that might not understand the Put Foot Rally, it is, uh, it's a really cool concept that was started by one guy. And I think that's also a story here, mm-hmm. is that um, Darren Hillhouse was, was all about showing South Africans, Africans and the world that it's really easy to cross borders in South Africa. It's not mm. such a mission that everybody makes it out to be. Um, and that Africa is a really beautiful place mm. uh, with really beautiful parts of Africa that you can see. And he decided to do this thing called the Put Foot Rally. Opened it up to a couple of different categories. I mean, if you go on the website, you can yeah, see. But, but it's like vintage cars, luxury cars and motorbikes or yeah. whatever. And you get to sign up and and go on this 18 19 day excursion this trip through uh, sort of the southern tip of africa so this year you get to see south africa botswana namibia zambia and malawi, malawi yeah. which is re- a really oh, cool trip right yeah. I've, beautiful i've done a couple of those but i i mean to see new stuff is really yeah. cool and along the way um he asks each participant to to also pay like cuz they need to pay the entry fees and stuff so they also need to pay $50 a person, and I might get the number completely wrong, so if I have, I'm sorry. Um, $50 a person, and that goes towards the charity side, yes. which is the Put Foot Foundation. Um, this year, that Put Foot Foundation, and we'll get into what it is now, they raised over a million rand oh, through through what they've done. It's incredible. Um, Good Things Guy, which is the platform that I own, uh, did a little bit of a uh, article about it and spoke about the cool work that they were doing, because it is really cool. So what they do is, because it's called put foot, it's all about feet, right? Yeah. We're moving, we're going forward. And in order to move forward, you need shoes because mm-hmm. that's going to get you to where you're going. So over the last couple of years, they've taken this trip, whichever the route is, and they find the most needy of needy schools and organizations. Because a lot of, and, and like I met up with them in Zambia, but a lot of the, the central cities are looked after. Mm-hmm. There's charities, and you know that. Yeah. yeah. And when you work in the space where, where people, um, like they'll go to the same charity every year, Mandela Day, because they know it and yeah, it's exactly. accessible and yeah. it's easy. Yeah. It's the ones on the outskirts that have the problem. Yeah. More so rural areas. The rural areas. Yeah. So I, uh, got invited to go with them on this, the shoe drop where they, they give away shoes to these schools. What they did this year was a little bit different. So in the years before, they used to give away like buccaneers yeah. or, but, but knowing that you're giving away that type of shoe mm. means you're going to have to go back in like a year or, or, or kids, kids feet grow flipping yeah. quickly, right? Yeah. 
So I um got to go, and they they were giving away these these shoes that grow. Yes, that's what they're called. They're from the states, and um, they it's a really cool concept. It reminds me when I was younger, there was a, a style of shoe called a Rocky. Yes, where it had like a a really tough sole. And then it had like Velcro sides all yes. around it. And you used to like be able to almost mold it to your foot. Yes. I guess the Rocky could fit a fat foot or a small foot, like that sort of vibe. But okay. this shoe can actually grow five yeah. sizes yeah. with a, with a foot. And it, it, what that means is you can give someone a pair of shoes and it'll grow with, with their yeah. foot for like five years almost. And I, I went and we did three school drops. I flew into Zambia. I've never been before. I was blown away. With Zambia, yeah, okay. it is beautiful, beautiful, it beautiful. Really is. Then left the beautiful Livingston in our four by fours, and off we went to the rural areas to these schools, where the kids, they so so in some of the schools because we went to three, in some of the schools they had school clothes, but they were all ripped mm-hmm. and torn holes. and old and holes and and just, you know, I my mom my mom's OCD. And I'm quite privileged. And my school clothes were always pristine. And if yeah. they weren't, uh, my mom would do something about it. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids that were at the rural, like the first school we went to, um, don't have moms and dads. Yeah. It's house-headed, Child- child-headed households, households yeah. um, which is incredibly sad to see. Mm-hmm. And as these 400 put-footers, because that's how many people approximately were part of the put-foot rally, they all got to experience... Um, being or, and, and some people were international. Some people had never gone to a charity before. So they got to experience where their money was going. Yeah. And, and one of the things that, uh, that both Mike and Darren had said when they were giving their, their inaugural speech to say, this is what we're going to be doing today. And this is how we want you to do it is don't just fit the shoe on the kid. Get to know them. Yes. Mm. Get to experience who they are. Understand where they come from. Yeah. Um, have a conversation with them. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're most probably big, bigger because you're an adult. Um, you're quite scary because some of these kids and, and it's, they've never seen a white person before. Mm. It's the rural, rural side. Yeah. So it's quite big and scary, but the one, event. the one international si- signal that we have is a smile. Yeah. So when you're sitting across from that kid, give them the biggest smile smile that you ever have and talk to them. Talk to them. In Zambia, um, they learn English as one of their languages at school. So we all speak English. We all can. And I sat down with this little girl. I put a post up on Instagram and Facebook and all the rest. And she was wearing this pink hoodie that was ripped and dirty. And like, you can see that she's just, she's battling Mm. a little six seven year old girl and i sat down and i got to try the shoe on with her and she she was had these little tears in her eyes and but she was so excited at the same time and um i spoke to her Mm. and then i wrote this and i put it on facebook and i said i met a little girl in zambia today audrey is only eight years old and has never owned a new pair of shoes Every single piece of clothing she had ever worn was a hand-me-down or second-hand donation that had been given to her. I got to give a little girl her first pair of new shoes today. She couldn't contain herself. Fighting back the tears, she smiled and she told me that one day she would make enough money to be able to give underprivileged kids the things that she had never been able to afford in her life. I gave away a pair of school shoes today. 
And I think it changed my life. It was that that little moment in time, a pair of shoes, just that time that I spent with her. Um, it may, and I get to do a lot with charity as you do, mm-hmm. but there's certain moments that just make you Shift take value. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing like, that smile, that's you know, like you said, she's got absolutely nothing, but it's the happiest smile that you come across, and mm-hmm. that's what just makes your heart so warm. And she's got nothing, but she's so happy with what you've given her. Hundred percent, and I also think that 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 act of her, of of me and her being able to sit down and chat. Well, I I see a shift in a little person that's going to go. I want to do good too, and I want to I want to be able to become a doctor or something, and and be able to Mm. give back to those that need it most. It's Mm. it's so important in the world right now. You know, I, I don't think if you haven't traveled to Africa and if you haven't gone to the rural parts of Africa, you wouldn't know the poverty. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Africa like a, far away from us. Yeah. I'm talking about down the road Even, yeah. where you work. You yeah. see it all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, sure. Lots of help that's needed. Mm. No, I think I got Paige crying. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't my intention. I promise oh, you. Yeah, I just, it was a really cool yeah. moment that I had. Um, it, it, a really cool moment that I had that I just, it means something to me, you know. Yeah. You know? There's always those uh, moments, I think, in your life that really they open you up to new possibilities of, I think, where you explore your own emotion. And, and for her to have that experience, she then takes it forward. And like you said, it's just so so powerful when someone else can be inspired. I mean, I remember when I was young coming across someone who had done something really amazing and charitable. It was, I mean, I was too young to understand like the, the whole world and the concept of it. But um, I still remember being inspired and wanting to make a difference myself. Do you, think, do you think that changed you? I definitely layered on the, the whole levels of life and all the, yeah, I think not changed, but, um, added on to, I guess. I mm-hmm. think everything does that. I think everything steers you in the direction that you're needing to be. And if you've got the capacity and the support from people, just got to can you carry on. Yeah. Well, I guess you are who you are mm. because of what's happened around you. Mm. It's shaped you and it's, it's totally made you like, yeah. totally. And if I look at, I, I'm so honored to know both of you because I feel <laughs> like you're doing so much good. They are, 50 year olds that I know that haven't done like a speck of what you do every day yeah. by going into charities, organizations and learning how to give back and how to be better mm. and getting other corporates involved. I think it's an incredible thing that you do. Thank we you. can only hope to yeah. bring more people along with us and mm. kind of change their minds about things. And, and you do, right? Involved. Yeah, yeah, we have so much fun. And it's, yeah. You definitely do. Yeah. I mean, the people you meet and as you said, the relationships you build along the way. Mm. Um, oh, there's, it's just seeing those little kids and those little faces, mm. you know, when they come running out and they give you such a big hug. It just, it warms your heart. You, you yeah. can't not. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want to warm some hearts as well. And that's what the show is about. Every week we get to bring you the top five trending good news stories of the week. Usually Kerry's here to read them out and, and she, she gets them all together and sort of discusses what they're about. And because she had, um, a bit of the flu, I gave her the day off yesterday so she didn't have to compile any of the stories. I did them all. So if they suck, I don't <laughs> I care. You're gonna, you're gonna enjoy <laughs> it anyway. News. It's it good news. It's and five and I'm, stories. I'm gonna read them to you. And we'll just discuss, discuss them. them. Cool. And we'll just be like, this is what's going on in the world, yo. So at, at number five, um, we've got a man that's walking across Africa for charity doing good deeds along the way. Now, we were just talking about Africa and sort of what you'd see when you're on this route. But Joe Cooper has set, set off on a trip walking across Africa, starting from Cape Agalis to Uganda, all to raise funds for education for rural Africa. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, right? I, I mean, um, we... We walk 
because we need to go wherever we go. I don't know if I could walk from Cape Town, the Western Cape, to um, Uganda. It's quite impressive. How many kilometers is that in total now? And over 7,200 kilometers? 7,200 kilometers that he's walking. So all in all, yeah. Good what? grief. He'll spend four, no, 4,000 kilometers on foot. 900 kilometers paddling across the length of Lake Malawi. And then the remaining 2,300 kilometers, he'll hitch a ride with fellow travelers. And his end, his end goal is to reach Uganda. And there he plans to, he wants to get there within a year and a half. Imagine taking a year and a half off your life for charity. The experience though along the way and the people he'll meet. That's one thing. My boyfriend did the Putford rally about two years ago. And the first thing he said when he came back was just the locals. How beautiful and incredible they are. They're just, they're just so happy and so willing to help. So he'll meet really wonderful people along the way. And his, his goal is to raise a quarter of a million rand for this education for rural Africa. Uh, he's already sitting on 20,000 rand and it's, the, the campaign's just started. He's got a year and a half to go and I'm gonna, we're gonna bring you updates. Like every couple of weeks, I'm gonna sort of just bring you an update as to where Joe is and what he's doing. Um, the map really puts it into perspective. Yeah. But, a casual Swaziland stop off before <laughs> heading off to Uganda <laughs> and Kenya. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to put the story up online so that you guys can see how far this guy's actually walking and what he's doing to give back. And I think it's really cool. Take my That's hat so off inspiring. Like, yeah. oh man, the things he's going to come, like the stories, and, and yeah. then also from there, like the one, the, the story I was talking about with that I got inspired by a guy had done something similar cycling. And he just, the stories that he was telling us, it just, mm. it really, oh, which, I don't know. which guy? There's a guy called Tambang Skwambani. I'll yeah. never forget him. And we were at a sports, um, at Danefin, we were at a sports awards, um, one evening for, and, um, he was an inspirational speaker there and the guest speaker. And I was just fixed when he was speaking about his whole cycling experience and what he did and raising funds for charity and the people he met. And, you know, there would be people with about seven children in one bedroom and there were two bedrooms in the house, but the, the people that were hosting it would, would insist that Tambang had his own bedroom, you know, and refuse that he paid. And there's just, there's, I think a lot of this is, um, oh, it's just so wonderful to hear the stories. It's really humbling. And I think people do change when they hear something so beautiful. I mean, where did this guy get inspired from? It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's cool to see people doing good things. We love it. We're going to put that story up online so that you can see the map as well. <laughs> At number four, 14-year-old South African prodigy will receive a prestige, prestigious Obama Lifetime Achievement Award. Why is this important? Because he's South African. So the Obama Lifetime Achievement Award has only been been given out to U.S. citizens. And um, it's all about people that are putting in a lot of dedication and work into whatever they're doing. His his goodness is not charity; it's talent. Mm. He's a he's a talented drummer that's played for Nelson Mandela when he was a choppy like a little guy, wow. and all these good things. And he's going to be given given this award, which is absolutely incredible. Oh, it's so amazing. Can you imagine? Yeah. What's also quite cool is um, when the story broke last week, and the reason why I've put it in this week is is. Uh, they were asking for funds to help him get him there. He's only 14 yeah. years old. He doesn't exactly yes. have a job. Um, and they, they raised all the funds as well. So he went over wow. and he's going to be getting the award on Saturday. That's, yeah, oh that's going to be such an amazing experience. He gets to, online. he's gonna, he, he gets to meet a bomber. Yeah. <laughs> he's just not you Trump, can only no dream face, of so. that. Yeah. And it sorry, is, it's a dream. <laughs> super, super, super cool. <laughs> we'll also bring you updates on that and I'll put it up online so that you can see it. At number three, 
The Elon Musk project you've never heard of that might change the world. Did you I guys love hear? this guy. Did, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, well, he's, he's continuously just doing the most amazing stuff, right? Yeah. Um, he's revolutionizing space travel, electric cars, solar power, and even that big tunnel that he's building. The loop. The loop. The, yeah. the loop, which is pretty crazy. Um, for, for me, I, I'm obsessed with his solar stuff. Yeah. I think in, in Africa, if we could get a, a Tesla battery in every house and some solar panels on the roof, yeah, exactly. it would change our lives completely. Yeah. Even South Africa is like third best position in the world for solar, yet we're building nuclear. <laughs> completely. <laughs> completely. But, uh, Mr. Musk has now put together a project that he's funding himself where he's offering $15 million as a cash prize, um, to help Africans learn to read and write by mm. using technology. He's starting off in Tanzania as the, the basis of the project, mm. but he's put it out. It's called the Global Learning X Prize. Yeah. X Prize. Because everything in, with him is also X. He does like X this, X yeah. that, X Mars. So it's the X Prize. And, um, it's, it's all about humanitarianism mm. and education. Because yeah. that's sustainable stuff as well, right? Yeah. That's, that's important. Is. And you need it. I mean. They say an estimated 250 million children around the, we- the world cannot read, write, or demonstrate basic arithmetic skills. And with this program, he aims to get every child uh, their, their hands on some sort of technology mm. so that they can use it. Because that's the way the world is going as well. Exactly. exactly. This technology is there for us to be used. Otherwise, we're going to have like a generation of forgotten mm. kids yeah. that haven't even been brought up to speed on education now. Can you imagine yeah. the disparity between technology and then, you know, oh, no. So this is a, oh, this is, this so is wonderful. Yeah. I've never thought of that, Paigey. Yeah. I've never thought about the fact that there's going to be kids that have never right. touched an iPad or and a phone or going. a. I mean, that's where our whole focus is. Is two things are inevitable: the, the advancements of technology and um, people always need to eat. So that's where we, you know, making our whole our whole vision focuses on how we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Put the two together. I love our high schools. We're going to put that story up online as well so that you can see what it's all about. Uh, I think it's number two. I've lost count. Uh, another Spur incident oh, was I caught on camera this. and it's rocking the internet. Now, we all know what's going on with Spur. Not yeah. great things. No. Not great things. Yeah. Um, they're a restaurant chain in South Africa and they've just had a, a bit of racial spats mm-hmm. and abusiveness towards women. And there's been all these things online that have been trending. And, and someone just caught a video of two little kids, so one cute. black, one white, both having a big fat jaw at Spur. Oh. And their whole thing behind it is, um, you know, age doesn't know that crap. Exactly. Yeah. That's learned. Really exactly. We taught not yeah. to trust people and, and, you know, who we can and can't speak to. Completely. And, and when you're younger, it really is, you don't get bothered by things like that. Yeah, exactly. And this just goes to show, I mean, I feel very sorry for Spur as a chain. Um, I think <laughs> everything they've done is, they've handled situations wrong. Yeah. Their PR companies haven't done things correctly. But also imagine you owned a restaurant or an establishment or a shop or, I don't know, you sold candles. And that happened inside your store and someone caught it on camera and then it just get, gets blasted yeah. in the whole world. So, so I don't think it's a, it's a restaurant problem. I think it's a South African problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a story like this where you can see the other side of it, <laughs> where it's just cute and it's fun and it shows that us adults are really cuck yeah. and kids are not and we can all be better is a cool story for, no, for all sides. We're going to put that up online so you can it's see the so video. Cute. It's so much cute. from kids. Damn, yeah. such a jewel. <laughs> um, and the final story at number one. I loved this one. A Cape Town shopping mall decided oh, to yes. turn the tables on able-bodied parkers. So there's a couple of things here. First of all, um, when I write these articles, I don't ever say disabled. I don't believe in it. It is differently abled. Mm. Uh, I have one of my best mates is in a chair and he 
kicks ass like I've Woo-hoo. never in my life. He is currently competing in triathlons and riding Amazing. bicycles and wow. um, he, he does more than I do. And, and he's been on the show before, Matt Cohen, and I absolutely love him to bits. And a story like this matters because Maddie doesn't park in the mm. differently able parking spots because he doesn't believe he needs to. Yeah. Um, even though the reason why, and, and here's something that I'm going to teach you all that's listening. It's not about the fact that it's closest to the door. It's the fact that it's a Wider. bigger parking yeah. so you can open your door and get a wheelchair next to you. Mm. So that's what it's really about. But what this the shopping center did, because humans are also cuck. Why are they parking <laughs> there in the first place? I well, I, I was at Danefern, uh, Danefern Square yesterday. It's one of my favorite shopping centers because uh, it's right by my house and it's got everything that I need and it's really cool and all those great things. And I've seen now, uh, I don't know if you've, you've seen this trend of like massive cones. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're, they're tall. They're bigger than you are. Yeah. They're bigger than you are. So, <laughs> so Danefern has tried to tackle this problem of... of Cuck humans parking in disabled parking spots, and they've put one of those big cones at the disabled space, uh, the (laughs) differently abled space. So if someone needs to use that parking, the security can move it for them, and it's all sort of like done properly instead of people just using the parkings. This shopping centre in Cape Town, they've put a video up of it, which is is cool to watch. They took wheelchairs and they put it in the. The other parking spots for other users. The popular parking yeah. spots. And yeah. they, they put it there and then they put signs on it going like, just, <laughs> just getting coffee. We'll be back okay. in five. And people were so confused by it, but then you realize why it matters. No, exactly. You realize like why it point. matters. I had someone write to me after I posted the article and they just said to me, I'm embarrassed to be from Somerset West after <laughs> they watched the video because they know it's a problem of people happens. parking in parking spots. Yeah. And I just, if you're listening, it, it's not a problem in Somerset West. Again, it's a South African problem. Mm. It's people that just don't, don't think about it. We just need to park people in when they do that so that they can't move. Make like a box of cars around the car. So <laughs> well, you see people do stuff like that, right? <laughs> yeah. And go for a nice long lunch or a shop or whatever the case is. Man, it's funny. Yeah. So cool. Um, we're going to post all of those stories up online so that you can follow up with what's going on in the world of the good stuff. When we get back, we're going to speak, be speaking to Mark Robler. You're going to want to listen to this interview. I'm pretty excited. Uh, this is the good stuff on Cliff Central. The show's sort of just running at such a rapid pace today that um that I'm gonna cut this song short because we can play it again. That's how unradio works. We can just play (laughs) stuff play stuff again. So we got a full house because we got Pagey uh, Pagey and Kirst in studio. I nearly said Kerry. I was like, Kerry's not yeah, she's got man flu. I just found out that I have flu but it's not man flu. The girl said I'd be in bed if I had man flu. Exactly. So I'm surviving. Whoever whoever touches this microphone next though, I'm concerned. So maybe just wash it down like Mark said with with doom. Um this interview has been a long time coming and we've we've planned to have Mark in studio and then I got it wrong and he got it wrong and I was travelling and then it was this and then it was that and there was a whole bunch of stuff that went on. But I think it was last year I met you, Mark. Yes. Last year. We're gonna put your microphone on when I figure out how this whole thing works. <laughs> I'm gonna get there we go. There we go. Just get close go. to the mic. So so Mark Krubler is a man who started an empowerment program. After his friend Alice, and you should remember the story from December 1994, she was abducted outside her home by two men who raped, stabbed, disemboweled her, and finally slashed her throat to make sure that she was dead. She didn't die. She survived. And I'm gonna, we're going to get into that now so yep. that you can explain um, sort of how you met her and what had happened through that, that process. But, but what you then did is, is you thought, effort man, girls, women... South Africans, even men, because I've, d- I've done the course, we need to have the abilities to look after ourselves. Yep. 
And and I don't know how much of the I mean we'll get into the course now, but the two things that I remember that I take away from the course is the first is never go to the second place. Amen. Never get to that second place. If you if you have if you have intuition is right ten times out of ten. And the problem with human beings is two things pride and ego. And and if we're in a situation where we feel uncomfortable and our stomachs are telling us get out, you get out. Yes. Never get to that second place. And the other thing is you have one shot. And one shot only. If you need to practice something, if you need to stand and punch a punching bag to make your fist stronger it's or whatever, it's not going to work. Because yep. it's just not going to work. So I'm thankful that I met you. Thank you, Brent. I, I have the abilities to look after myself. But most recently, I mean, you're all over the news right now because of Miss South Africa. Yes. What exactly happened there? So, I mean, I'm glad the, the two points you raised are, th- I think, two things that make women in powder whip so unique. Um, and one of them is a big part of our philosophy. If you need to practice it, it's not going to work because you're not going to practice it. Um, but uh, uh, getting to Demi Lee. So Demi, uh, I did the course for the, I did a donated a course for the 12 Miss South Africa finalists probably about five, six months ago, or just, just after the new year. Uh, and obviously Demi, Demi Lee was one of the, was one of the, the people that did the course. So she was, uh, she was involved in an attempted hijacking a couple of weeks ago. Um, where basically her training kicked in, and uh, up uh, until then nobody had ever. Said, uh, so many people said to me, "Mark, but has anybody really done it? Yeah, like the thing." Yeah, and I said, "No, no, not." not and I'm now. thankful for that. Yeah, exactly. And and I often say I, I like the stories where people say, "Listen, um, because of whip, um, I was in a situation, and as you said, I left and, and nothing happened." Those are the stories I love to hear. But who could have scripted it like this? So I mean, I was. Carrying on, and my partner phoned me. Said, "Did you hear? Did you hear? Demi was like on uh, hijack, blah blah blah." Then I had friends phoning me from um, from Durban. She was on a radio station in Durban. People saying, "Well, you're famous." And then another. So basically, what happened? She did exactly everything that she should have done or not done. Yeah. Um, and and as you rightfully said, one of the things we 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 preach a lot about is don't go to the second place. Um, because then, then you've already lost control. Exactly. I mean, just just from a statistics point of view, uh, a lot of people don't know that your chances of survival at the first place are in excess of 95%, up to 95%. So in other words, if you resist, fight, whatever you want to call it, at the first place, you probably there's a good chance you're going to get away. When you go to the second place, your chances of survival are less than 35%. But people don't know those stats. So they think, well, sure. if I go with him, if I do what he says, oh, he's not going to hurt me, hurt me, I'll be f- – no. But and Demi, um, I haven't actually had the chance to sit and speak to her yet. But she was, uh, she we've spoken a little bit on WhatsApp. She just said when she got out, when she saw them coming, she um, switched off her car, pulled up the handbrake, took her seatbelt, got out of the car, and she just remembers my voice saying, "Get in the, don't get in the car, and go to the second place, don't go to the second place." And the guy tried to push her in the car, and she did the thing, the thing, and, <laughs> and she and she ran away, absolutely perfect, you know, absolutely. Wow. That's it. It's not about, you know, um, self-defense is not about fighting. It's not about glory. It's yeah. about yeah. not getting hurt. Well, that, yeah. I mean, that you, you teach many things. Yeah. I think the, the course that you give, I'm going to get the times wrong, and, and please don't uh, <laughs> smack me over the table, because you do have a black belt and all sorts of I things do, as well. Yes. well so, um, but it's got faded by now. But yeah, <laughs> it was black in the beginning, yes. Um, your course is like an hour and a half. Yeah, is it? It's four. We uh, the, when we did it, we did it as one session. So the whole course was four hours. Uh, I don't remember. So it was so much it went, fun. It just went, it went by so like quickly. <laughs> and and in that time, I mean, the things that you teach, there must have been. 
10 different points. And I, like, the, the, the one was, uh, don't fight. Don't, you're just going to make your attacker more angry. Yeah, well, don't you, whatever you do that doesn't switch him off. It's going to make him more angry. Pisses him off. I mean, that's, that's a big part. And, and 99.999% of self-defense out there where they, there's these people with, uh, um, wanting to show you what they know. I mean, I can show you what I know. I've been doing this my whole life. So I can show you what I know from now until next week, Tuesday. The fact is you're not going to remember a single thing. And it's never going to work for you because you're not going to practice it. So why know how to throw somebody over your shoulder? Why know how to, when somebody's lying on top? Because there's just so many variables. And, and that's what everybody's missed. Everybody's trying to impress their yeah. students with what they know. Yeah. The reality is if, you, if, if it's not going to work for you, why would I show you? Completely. Yeah. Completely. Well, what you taught me, I've remembered. And, and I hope to never find myself in that situation. Exactly, yeah. But I think that every single human being in South Africa should learn you. what, what you're yeah, teaching. To, to get back in, into the, the story that inspired you to do yeah. this. So you met Alice. I met Alison in London, uh, probably 25 years ago before her attack. She was dating somebody that lived in my dig. So we became really good mates. Um, it was before the days of cell phones. Obviously came back to South Africa. We lost contact. I remember I had, I had her number in a little digital diary. I don't know if you remember those little, it was like a calculator with a screen on it. Like <laughs> store phone numbers. You, you, you girls are probably far too But anyway, so I lost, I lost contact with her. And I just knew it was Alison from PE. And um, I was sitting in a doctor's rooms one day. And I p- pulled out a U magazine. And I read about what happened to the U magazine. Yes. And I realized that I really had to get hold of her. And I, I tracked her down. She was in Joby doing a talk. We, um, we met and we spoke extensively about what had happened. About that time, I was due to grade for my fifth day. Um uh, which is quite a senior level and so I've got a sixth stand now but back there was quite a few years ago and part of a prerequisite for grading to that level in my in, in my organization at the time was to write a thesis so I wrote my thesis on self-defense for women because I believe it had to be different it had to be different for a whole bunch of reasons but the major one being is that while we're a different sex we're a different species and the approach to something like self-defense couldn't be what I'd been seeing and teaching for all those years, for, for those two major reasons, if you need to practice, it's not going to work because otherwise for martial arts class will be full of people. And secondly, if it involves this much, well, people obviously can't see what I mean by this much. If it involves an iota of strength, it's not going to work for all women because our species are stronger than yours. Mm. So that sort of cuts out all this rubbish that's out there. Um, you know, after the, after the Demi Lee incident, um, uh, obviously there was a lot of uh, pop on social media and, you know, I got, Tagged into a couple of str- uh, a couple of um, different like self defense things. Yeah, and, and, and. people saying how can he be how can he be saying one thing will work? You know, people just miss the whole point. It's you know, you've to me there's two sides to that skull. You've got um, you've got those people that know absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and then you've got those people that actively rock up to martial arts classes and pr- tr- practice on a regular basis, as a regular two three times a week for a couple of hours to defend themselves. Now, they might be able to defend themselves. The people at the bottom that know nothing will never. But there's a big gap in the middle. What about those that really don't want to rock up and do that? But we want to know something. Just something that might change an outcome. Yeah. We want a choice that we never had before. We want an option we never had before. And what provides that option? Um, I mean, Debbie Lee is now living so and walking proof that, you know, that it's, it, it, is works. A, it is a viable option. It and again, I had a lot of negativity and I think a lot of people with, uh, Sour grapes, you know, how can he be? And I remember I had this thing going, hashtag most fights end in one, end in one punch. I can, yeah. So, but you know, if you want to learn a whole bunch of stuff, then go and, go and do 
Go do, go do, yeah, no, go do it. If, that, if that's what your interest is, yeah. if that's what you want to do, go do it. But what I, and, and you, to put it into other words, mm. um, you might teach, I mean, what, what do you call it? One move. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. You teach, you I te- teach one thing. You, one thing, yeah. You teach one thing. That will but, mo- but it comes with 30 things to get you there. Yeah. So you, you, I mean, the, the so never crazy. get to a second place. Yeah. Uh, don't make the attacker angry. There's all these things that you, that you put in place. And the way, the way that you bring her story in while teaching it, it's emotive and you remember. Yeah. And that's when it comes down to a moment where you might find mm. yourself in these positions. Because exactly the reality, true. living in South Africa, mm. it's violent and dangerous. Yeah. Yes. If you find yourself in that position and you can remember that one thing because of the way you've learned it and you're able to not go to the second place like Miss South Africa did and do the one thing and then yeah. get the hell out of there. And be safe. Then, I mean, then you've yeah. won. Also, you know how the, the sort of how the whole thing finishes. What, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it alone. Basically, will make sure you never forget this. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, we can't give it away yeah. because because then if you ever do the course, and when you do the course, we're going to yeah. give you the the tools to get to yeah. do the course. Yeah. When you do the course, um, it'll just not have the same impact, and you yeah. need yeah. it all to flow so that I think it's, it's about like the walking journey. through it's fire. About the journey. Yes, it's like walking it's, through fire. Yeah. At the end of your the, the walking through fire is the end result of everything that you've learned it's to walk a, through fire. It's about a journey. It's about a yeah. journey, and I, I love what you do. I think what you're doing is amazing. Are you doing a lot of different courses with different people? Are people signing up and coming on? And yes, I think since. since since um, since the incident that happened in the in the subsequent um, social media, whatever you want to call it, um, Sh- yeah, sharing, sharing, it's it's <laughs> gone it's gone mole. To excuse the excuse the, so I'm I'm, I'm my diary's filling up like super quick. One of my challenges now is just going to be scheduling this, but yeah, it's it's really it's really gone from strength to strength. Um, I was at uh, St Mary's. Um, school this morning, school. talking to a bunch of girls, uh, young girls in schools. Which but that, a, that's also important. Yeah. Yeah. The young yeah. girls need to know what's what. And, and as you said, Brent, as well, um, subsequently developed a, a product for guys. I mean, at the time when uh, when um, we we did the, the I was, course the, with I, you, you I was the only guy in the room. <laughs> I was the only guy in the room. Yeah. But I, lo- I loved you, him. Brent. I loved him. It was good. I've subsequently developed a product for guys called Grip, which mm-hmm. is guys responsibly empowered. So it's exactly the same journey that you went through, but I think the, I think there's a conversation to be had with men around stuff like this because, and I often say this on the course: every guy thinks that he can, every woman thinks that she can't, and they're both wrong. Mm. And then I believe there's pressure put on men in society. Women look to their men to say, "Well, he's my husband, he's my boyfriend. He should know Fix how. It. He should mm. know how to protect me. He should know how, how to fight." The reality is, unless he's been taught, he knows nothing. Yeah. And there's so many men out there put in positions. By their, by their wives saying, well, listen, you need to, but the reality is then you get yourself into a situation that you actually are not trained to, to deal with because society says you're a man you know. And I mean, we jo- I joke about this often because we, we men, we men, whatever you and I know, we've been taught. Yeah. We didn't acquire some skills because of our manhood. We didn't, you know, we didn't automatically have uh, that sense of direction. You know, we don't ask for directions, guys. Mm. <laughs> and similarly, you didn't, you don't, you didn't get the the fighting app with when, yeah. with your manhood. Whatever you, you know, and if you don't know how, if you haven't been taught, then believe me, you don't know how. Um, so that's that's been taken up pretty well. The schools are loving that. I, mean, I think there's a, a lot to be said to our young men to say, listen, step down, walk away, leave it. You don't have to. 
Um, and, you know, as you know, our philosophy is walk away, walk away, walk away, walk away until you can't walk away. Then you need to make a decision. You, you know, the five do's, you'll do it first right on time every time. You would know this. I've, I've got this all written yeah. down. Um, so in my then, head. Yeah, then you have to do it. Uh, you know, you've got to do it and what, whatever it is needs to work. Otherwise, it's just going to make the situation worse. And that's what really puts whip in a whip and grip in a, in a completely different space. Absolutely amazing. I uh, am going to give you a second just to get your websites and your things and how people get hold of you if you just want to shout out. Okay, so my website, which um, is like severely outdated, it's like in, in the back of what's happened, I've suddenly realized I need to invest a lot of time. Sorry. But my website is uh, www.wip, so which is W-R-P-R for India, P for Peter, .org.za. Um, I'm on all social media platforms, so Facebook, Woman with an N, Woman Empowered, I-N, so it's Woman, I-N-P-O-W-E-R-E, Woman Empowered, um, so that's uh, Facebook, Twitter, there's also a, a, a group page on Facebook and Twitter, my email address, Mark, M-A-R-K, at WIP, so it's W-I-P dot org dot Z-A, and if I don't reply within the... He's next, just busy. Next three months, I'll we'll get you, I promise. Um, we're yeah. going to put all of those links up online as well so that you can get hold of them. Uh, they will go onto the Cliff Central page straight after the show so that you can get in touch with Mark. Thank you very much for being on the show. Brent, thank you very much, ladies. Lovely Hello. to we'll meet you. We'll definitely see coming. you there. Yeah. Girls, the hour is nearly up. What, is, what do we have? We've got uh, like a minute for you to quickly do a shout out with whatever you're doing that people can get involved in. Paige can run with it. Uh, okay, <laughs> so recently we actually um, met a company called Green Source. Um, which, uh, well, first, I actually want to read you some of the statistics in South Africa that a minimum of 14 million people, 40 million in South Africa, don't have access to safe drinking water. So um, the Dutch government in the 2010 World Cup came over here and saw that there was um, a love for soccer, but there was also a need for clean, uh, drinkable water. Mm. So what they've done is come up with a solution that is a 40 by 20 futsal astroturf uh, football field that is also a water filtration system um, that can literally yeah, can clean up to 17 million liters of water per year. Um, but you've just got to have it connected to a sustainable water source. Um, so they're looking at doing 20. They've done two already, one in Venda and one in Rustenburg, which we're going for a site visit soon. And, um, yeah, Chris and I want to go and see what the, the drinking water uh, tastes like, hopefully, and then uh, maybe see in some parts we can maybe create an enterprise where guys yeah. are selling the water and um, also then feeding back into households that don't have access to clean, drinkable water. The school that does have it, they've said that the kids are actually improving on their marks, marks because yeah. they're not sick anymore from drinking the water. They're healthier, they're enjoying school, they're doing better at school. That is incredible. Yeah, if people so want to get involved with you guys, what do they do? www.huddleup.co.za and you can contact me, Kirst, at huddleup.co.za or page at huddleup.co.za and also Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. It's that yeah. easy. Yeah. We'll also put all the links up on <laughs> yes. our page straight after the show. I uh, leave you with one thing every day before we close the show. Today is no different. Remember one thing, that you should not leave the earth until you have made it a little more beautiful, a little lovelier, lovelier and a little more loving. That's all we have today. Thank you and only good things. Visit the page for all the links because it's going to be up on there. This is the good stuff. On Cliff Central. This is CliffCentral.com.